recorded live. Hey everyone, Hustle here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is May 13th, 2015, and it's episode number 115 entitled Die Hard. Die as in D-Y-E, get it? Because uh, it's platoon based. Yeah, right, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, today we got the usual Nintendo Fuse podcast crew here to discuss things with me. We got Steve. Hey, everyone. How's it going? We have Greg. Hello. You may not see his name tag there, but that, that is Greg, I assure you. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm Greg. <laughs> and uh, Barry. Hey, guys. So we are doing this podcast live. We are uh, here at NintendoFuse.com. All the details are right there. We do this podcast live, so it can be very interactive. So there's a a chat room going with TalkShoe, and you can hear us live there, or we have a live Google Hangout as well. So full details on NintendoFuse.com as far as how to participate. A little bit later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about the Splatoon Global Test Fire demo, and that is something where we'd like to hear your opinions if you've played it. So at that time, you know, we'll ask for callers if anybody wants to offer their opinions, or you can type in the chat room. We'll read it in the podcast live as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, so before we get things started, uh, Steve, did you want to talk about the uh, the decal girl thing? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've had a lot of uh, contests and, and sort of you know, promotional deals and things like that uh, recently, and um, our latest one is from Decal Girl. And so uh, some of you guys probably know Decal Girl from uh, the company that that supplies decals basically for video game consoles and um, cell phones and all this different stuff. And they approached us and said, hey, you want to, you know, take a look at some of our products and review them. And um, we'll also give you some some products to, to give away on on your site and on your podcast, and we'll also do a promotional deal for you. So, um, unfortunately, I uh, did not grab the, the decals to actually show you um, on air, but I do have the, uh, a few of them. I have a, one for DS, or sorry, sorry 3DS, um, new 3DS, and a Wii U one that I'll be checking out and reviewing over the next um, week or so. And so uh, stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for that. But also stay tuned uh, to find out how you can win a decal from Decal Girl. And also, uh, for those that don't win, you can also get a promotional uh, code that will be given out. So um, stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com and also stay tuned to our, our social media um, on, on Twitter and Flickr. Or sorry, not Flickr, Facebook. Um, what am I thinking? Uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, so that we can make sure you know that you know that information uh, when it comes out. Um, Hopefully in the next couple of days, uh, we'll be getting that out um, on how you can win um, a decal from Decal Girl, but also um, how you can uh, get a promotional deal to save some money on uh, one that you might want to buy for yourself. So um, check out their site. Um, they have a lot of different stuff. Uh, in short, my, my mini review is that they're all really high-quality stuff. There's a lot of different stuff, um, decals for uh, all different types of of things that you might want to, to kind of put your stickers on. These aren't typical, like, just stickers. These are actually high-quality um, decals that you can put on there um, on your on your devices. So I'll be checking them out and giving a full review on the site. But um, we thank Decal Girl for their for their um, reaching out to us and and offering these codes for you uh, to get a discount and uh, for giving us a chance to review the product. Yeah, definitely. So be on the lookout for that and, and your chance to win as well as get a discount. 
Um, so that opportunity will be coming up soon. Uh, I also wanted to mention as well, for those that don't know, uh, this podcast, you know, because it is live, but it also is saved in case you wanted to subscribe. So it is on iTunes. If you search for the Nintendo Feast podcast, it is on, the here, on there too. So you can subscribe on iTunes and it'll auto download to your, your phone and everything. So it's, it's pretty convenient to do. So definitely uh, check that out. Um, but for those that do join us live, um, you know, shout out to Harman Sohi, uh, who's in the, the YouTube chat right now. So uh, we like to give shout outs to everybody that listens live and, and get their, their feedback and thoughts as well while we do the episode. So Let's get right to it. We have a, a couple things to discuss, and one of the the first thing really is it happened this morning. Nintendo uh, had an announcement of an announcement, so we have their details on their E3 plans. So what Nintendo is doing? They're not skipping E3. You know, I know everybody says that every year. They're not skipping E3, uh, but they have their digital events, which is on the same date and time as usual, or at least you know it's on a Tuesday, uh, which is June 16th. At 9 a.m. Pacific time, that's 12 noon Eastern. There's going to be an expanded Treehouse Live event, lots more guest appearances as well. And they usually have some, you know, game that you can try to best buy. So this year it's going to be Mario Maker. So on Wednesday, June 17th, from 4 to 9 p.m. and Saturday, June 20th, from 12 to 5 p.m., uh, you'll be able to play Mario Maker at Best Buy. The first players who arrive will receive a 30th anniversary Super Mario Bros. pin. So that's pretty cool. But the big announcement is the Nintendo World Championships is back for the first time in 25 years. And what's going to happen is on May 30th, uh, Saturday, May 30th, there's going to be regional tournaments hosted at select Best Buy stores. And the winners of those tournaments will compete in this Nintendo World Championships, which uh, I believe will be streamed live as well. So it's going to be on Sunday, June 14th. So uh, lots of cool stuff on the way. Um, who's excited for the Nintendo World Championships? Uh, Steve, uh, do you uh, like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, in, in honor of the Nintendo World Championships, I wore my my uh, I was on the wrong side here, um, my Wii Games 2010 uh, National Championship uh, jacket that I got for being a regional finalist, and and that um, so it was kind of like the the Nintendo World Championships. It was all uh, Wii games, and uh, my wife and I competed in the uh, the uh, adult. Uh, team uh competition and we won for the new england area and so we were flown out to to uh california and competed in the national tournament so that was pretty exciting and so it it was it was kind of that in itself was so surreal for me um because i remember when i was young and and seeing the actual nintendo world championships and hearing about them and, and thinking wow that'd be so awesome to compete in an actual uh a nintendo you know video game contests and competition like that and and lo and behold like like several years later i was given an opportunity and and i competed on a national level that was really cool and so um you know having that opportunity because i I was thinking you know maybe they're going to keep doing these these sort of games uh over and over and that was that was last year they did it it was just 2010 and um and some of us in all the finalists are in like this facebook group and so every once in a while we'll get together and we'll We'll chat and we'll we'll talk about it. And like maybe do you think they're bringing it back this year? Maybe it's kind of like the Olympics. It'd be every four years or something. And it is nothing. Not in 2014. And all of a sudden, um, they announced the Nintendo World Championships are coming back. I'm like, oh well, okay. I guess they're going. You know, let's forget the the Wii Games thing. Let's let's just go back to our original competition. Um, so a lot of us have been chatting about it all day about like, how we want to you know compete again and maybe we'll see each other again um, in the finals and everything. So yeah, I'm very excited. Um, 
hopefully it'll work out. Uh, I do kind of have uh, previous plans on June 14th, but I think I could probably drop them if uh, if I need to make a trip out to California. So yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. Actually, you gonna be at E3? Hey, weren't you going to be at E3 this year? Uh, I am not this year. Um, I, finances, just yeah, new place and everything. It just just won't work out um, to fly okay. all the way across country and all that stuff. It's just uh, not going to work out. So Alex is Alex should be there again this year, but um, yeah, just I, I can't afford it this year, um, unfortunately. But if they if they fly me out. Yeah, I might go ahead and just stick around. Yeah, you might just yeah, I might take a couple of days off. This <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry. Yeah, if I can, right. if I can weasel, you know, a free flight out of this, uh, out of winning, <laughs> then yeah, sure, I'll definitely go to E3 this year. Why not? All right. Um, I actually had no idea like when the first one, the one in nineteen ninety was going on. I hadn't even heard of that until years later. So just to even see that this is coming back, it's still pretty cool to me to be something that can potentially be a part of if I wanted to, but it actually is landing on my wedding anniversary, so on May 30th, so I will not be able to go to the compete, but I will guess I'll be there in spirit. Um, I'm kind of See, Think about this, though, Greg. You you could win, and, and you could take <laughs> your, your wife as a, an anniversary gift to California for free trip. Well, I guess it would depend on the, t- the time of day they're doing this. If it's like, <laughs> like 12 noon, then maybe I might be able to squeeze it out. If they're going to do it at like 10 o'clock p.m. on May 30th, I believe we'll be out for dinner, and I don't think she would want me to skip <laughs> dinner to <laughs> go play <video. laughs> We're rooting for you, Greg. You can do this. You can win. <laughs> win. For your wife, you can win. So if it's like... Mario 3 or like Mario World where I actually have a good chance then be disappointing but if it's going to be like some obscure games like some of those Virtual Boy games or something from like Nintendo 64 and ever played like Blast Corpse or something it's like wouldn't be very good anyway. <laughs> right. What about you, Barry? Uh, I have to wait and see where they're uh, competing if it's someplace I can get to. I will be there in the 30th. And I will take on the ground. You heard it here first. I will see you in California, Steve. <laughs> All right. We will but, see uh, you then. You know, honestly, you know, I, I remember when the one in 1990 happened, and it was awesome. And, you know, of course, like the wizard. And that's one of the things that people are speculating now. I've read is like, oh, you know, the wizard at the end of the competition, they were unveiled Super Mario Brothers 3 for the first time, but we get kind of like that with the last game the finalists play, be a brand new like Metroid or brand new game that we've never seen before. So Super I'm really... Super Mario Brothers 4. Who'd be? Super Mario Brothers 3. I hope the competition <laughs> is not just Wii U games. I mean, they could take the easy route and be Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, uh, Splatoon, stuff like that, but I really hope they don't. I really hope they have, like, an NES game, a Super Nintendo game, a Game Boy game, a Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Virtual Boy, 64, GameCube, like, a game from every single console of theirs, handheld and regular, just to really, I mean, if you're, it's a Nintendo World Championship. If you're good at Mario Kart 8, that's not, that's a Mario Kart Championship, but it's a Nintendo World Championship. So you've got to be able to play every system, and, and I want to see it happen. I want to see, because they acknowledged them all. If you watch the little video, 
He's using GameCubes. He's got the Super Scope. He's playing a Virtual Boy. You know, he's on the Power Pad. You know, he's he's using them all. Reggie's using them all. So maybe that's a hint, and I really hope they do it because I think that would be a blast. That would definitely, I think, level the playing field for a lot of people because, I mean, you got a lot of people that are just like, you know, I'm amazing at, at shooters, and that's all they play anymore. Or, you know, people that are really good at, um, I don't know, platformers. But if you, you know, combine it all together, you got to be the best of everything. That's, that's going to be really fun to watch, too. Um, Absolutely. It'd be cool to see who, who rises to the top and, you know, in general, and, you know, who, who can win at all Nintendo games. I think this would be a great opportunity to do something like Metroid on, like, NES and then for, like, Super Nintendo because of Donkey Kong Country, like, they were kind of, like, teasing, and then, like, 64 could be, like, Mario 64 or something, and just would be a great way to spread out, like, a lot of their IPs over the various, like, games that they, whatever ones are selected. Absolutely. I hope it's not, like, hope it's not, like, Mario 3, Super Mario World, Mario 64, Mario Kart, <laughs> Mario Golf, Mario Baseball. <laughs> No, I think right. I think they kind of dropped some hints uh, throughout the video too. Like Super Nintendo would be Donkey Kong Country level. NES would probably be NES Pro Track Meet. Uh, Virtual Boy would probably be Teller Boxer. Uh, stuff like that. Because they hinted at like the Punch Out. They hinted at several different games. What if they just did just the NES remix, like the little Championship Edition thing at the very end? That's all. I would be pissed. If they put that much creativity into that video, which they clearly did, then they could put that much creativity into the competition as well. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what they end up actually including in there. You know, there's there's so many possibilities that they could do, but they kind of left it wide open with that video, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I guess I'm I'm probably, I guess I'm the only one then that doesn't really remember the World Championship because I was born in 1990, so it's kind of hard for me to, to remember that one, I guess. But it makes it's it exciting because this will be, <laughs> it makes me exciting to, uh, excited to see because this will be like kind of the, I guess the first, you know, official Nintendo World Championships that I really can kind of uh, enjoy and, and see. So, um, yeah, I mean, if there's a Best Buy store near me, I'll be there, whether, you know, I end up, uh, competing or, or doing well or not, I guess it all depends on what they have there, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. And I'm excited to even just watch it though, watch the championships. That'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. I hope we see um, like the, the previous world championship, um, the winners come back. Um, even at, you know, it'd be really cool to even see them compete again. Uh, but even if they don't, you know, just to, to, I'm sure they're going to try to bring them back and have them, you know, at the award ceremonies and stuff like that. Um, that'd be kind of cool, but it'd be really awesome to, you know, if, you know, by chance we did, you know, one of us, you know, won and we go there and we actually have to compete against the previous winners. Um, that'd be really cool. Here's a question think- for you. I have a question. This is a truthful thing. Do you think that for all those that go to California and, you know, get there, will they get a Nintendo World Championship 2015 silver disc with all the games and then in the new club Nintendo do a limited gold disc to mimic what they did with the cart? That would be smart of them but this is, Which is so why America I don't think in the 21st century we know, we're speaking about so probably not. <laughs> but I it'd hope be really cool. Do. Yeah, it'd be really cool. They'll get, a, they'll get a little commemorative coin or something, you know, but that's probably it. 
Right. The a same lanyard. Mario coin that we get for playing uh, Mario Maker. At, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll be a lanyard. Let's not lie. It'll be just a lanyard. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're probably at least get jackets. I mean, like, we got that for the Wii games. Um, and we got, we got some T-shirts and stuff like that. So I'd assume they'll do that. But I, 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 it'd be awesome if they, like, recreated, um, even if it didn't necessarily work, it'd be really cool just to have, like, a a NES cartridge that they were able to give you um, just as kind of your, you know, thanks for participating. You made it to the national championships. Um, this is kind of your trophy for making it here. Um, but it'd be really cool even if it did work too. But even if it didn't, I think that'd be cool. Do yeah, want. absolutely. <laughs> <What's that>? um, <laughs> I did read the, uh, I did read the fine print and it was saying like it seemed like they were, it, it was all the regional winners plus people that they're inviting. So I imagine that the previous winners are going to be on the invitee list. That's true. They do tend to show inviting people. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do for it, definitely. Um, And uh, Mike, uh, in in the talk show chat, he's a fellow staff member, he says he's also very excited about it. So um, that's pretty cool. And then in the YouTube, we have uh, Roth Safi. So shout out to him and and Herman Sohi. So they're both uh, talking about the championship, so um, let's see what they're saying here. Ross is saying, Harmon, uh, so he says, just what every video game company needs to do, look back in their golden age. And uh, so a couple other things. Some of them, uh, Ross is saying, you got to be a master at Virtual Boy. Who knows, they might have uh, Red Alarm. And Harmon, so he's saying, I don't know what to get, Splatoon or Mario Maker. So... Who knows? Both. It'll be, uh, be both. interesting. Yeah. yeah I, was just, I was just writing a comment about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll be talking at length about Splatoon uh, later in the episode as well. So uh, I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. Definitely. Uh, I can't say fun much. Room. All right. <laughs> um, so that is it for E3. So next month, coming up, coming up pretty soon. But in the meantime, we did get another really cool announcement recently, and that is something that I think pretty much every Nintendo fan has always dreamed about, and it's finally happening. A Nintendo theme park. That's right. Nintendo Land is real. So they're teaming up with Universal, and they're going to create Nintendo theme park. So they didn't specifically really announce much. Like, they didn't say what Nintendo IP, when, where, whatever. The press release was addressed towards Kyoto, Japan, and Orlando, Florida, so I think it's pretty logical to assume that they'll have this in Japan and in Orlando. Um, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see what they include in the theme park. You know, we don't really know. We don't know what it's going to be called or anything, really, for that matter. Um, so what what do you guys want to see in a Nintendo theme park? What, what do you want to see, Steve? What do I not want to see, really? Um, <laughs> honestly, this was so. So I have, like, I think a lot of people nowadays have this bad habit of, you know, the first thing I do when I wake up, I grab my phone and I check everything, and and often, you know, email is is one of the first things I check, and I'm so glad that email was the first thing I checked that day because it was one of the most exciting things to wake up to was a it's a press release from Nintendo um, saying hey, we've partnered with Universal Studios and we're actually, you know, bringing um, a theme park, you know, amusement rides uh, and, and stuff, amusement attractions and stuff. Um, 
I I've been thinking about a lot of different things uh, and what they could do. Um, I hope that they surpass every one of my thoughts because um, that'd be awesome. Because I, I've got some ideas, um, but you know, partnering with Universal and, and seeing what they I mean, I'm not a huge. I know a lot of people are going to be upset with me, um, specifically Hessen, uh, when I say this, but I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. Oh. <laughs> I know, but I can I can appreciate I know um, I can appreciate what they've done with Harry Potter at Universal Studios, and if they're able to partner with Nintendo and create something equally as cool, um, I'm all over it, and I'm booking my vacation as soon as I find out when it's going to be done. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking you know, there's obvious things like you know having roller coasters that are themed after F Zero or uh, Star Fox, or maybe the like a minecart thing that's themed after Donkey Kong Country um, would be really awesome. Um, I was thinking of like some sort of like playground world where you could actually like bounce around um, in like uh, the Mushroom Kingdom or something. Um, if you had like actual pipes that worked, that'd be cool. Um, and uh, a Luigi's Mansion thing would be awesome too. I know it's kind of like copying a little bit maybe off of off of uh the haunted mansion in Disney World, but hey, um it's a great ride. So maybe if if they had some sort of Luigi's mansion, maybe you actually interacted with the ghosts and you had to like score points or something by um by collecting ghosts or something when you're when you're going through it, that would be really fun too. So, um I don't know. What do you guys what kind of ideas do you guys have? Well, I was also kind of considering the minecart ride. That seems like it's a very obvious choice because it's the staple of Donkey Kong Country. But as far as, like, other things, I mean, they could even go out and, like, make it even, like, a Splatoon area and just, like, cover stuff with, like, paintball, like, a, like a micro paintball or something. Like, not as powerful as, like, recreational paintball, but something that's, like... like real-life turf wars. Yeah. <laughs> I think something like... Yeah. something like that would probably be really cool and help promote, like, that game as well. Um. I know they're kind of, like, even at Great America, they even have, like, designated game rooms. So it's, like, a chance for like, Nintendo to have, like, an actual like, theater, and then you can go and, like, play a bunch of, their, like, IPs and games just, like, directly on, like, the Wii U or even any of their other retro consoles as well, too. I think even having something just as generic as just playing actual games would be kind of a cool part to even be in at the theme park. Obviously, they'd be, like, the three-minute demo, so you wouldn't have somebody there for, like, hours or whatever, but... I think that would be pretty cool to be able to even have, like, Smash tournaments or Mario Kart tournaments, like the local ones. It would be kind of neat. Yeah. What about you, Barry? Uh, well, I mean, like most people, my mind immediately went to minecart roller coaster kind of deal from DKC, especially since Disney just opened up one uh, very similar, so I could see Universal copying that. Uh I also thought, I don't know how many people listening or you guys remember in the mid-90s when Epcot Center opened up Innovations, and it was sponsored by Sega, and in one of the wings was nothing but, like, Saturns and, like, kiosks where you could play, you know, Virtual On and, and Sonic R, and then when the Dreamcast was coming out in the 1999, they had Dreamcasts there, and allowed you to play like Panzer Dragoon and stuff like that. And it crazy taxi. Like it was just really cool. And as a kid who I didn't own Sega systems, I owned Nintendo. So I was able to go there. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I actually get to see what else is out there, like broadening my horizon. 
So I can definitely see them doing something like that uh, with classic Nintendo games, uh, certainly to show off more of their IP. The one thing I am hoping for, despite all all the other attractions that they possibly could do, and no one said this yet, but I really want to see this, is a courtroom ride where you actually get to choose Universal or Nintendo and fight for King Kong or Donkey Kong and go over that whole court battle they had in the you know in the eighties and to really, you know, pick your side and then the winner, you know, you see the Donkey Kong or King Kong you know, smack down the other one or something. I really want to see that. Like, play into the history that you guys have. Yeah, like that, like an objection. And the other thing I was thinking, just as you said, it's with Luigi's Mansion. I don't know if you guys, uh, it's all in Magic Kingdom, there's a Buzz Lightyear ride where you kind of like sit in these little carts with a friend and you're moving and you each have a gun and you're trying to shoot aliens. And, and It's so much fun. They could, yeah, yeah, they could do that, but you have a vacuum instead and you're trying to vacuum up more ghosts than your friends. Like, that would be really cool. It'd be a blast, yeah. If you could combine that with, like, Haunted Mansion together and make it yeah. a Haunted Mansion, I'd love it. I would just do that over and over again. The like, one thing I am... That. My car is that. Over and over. <laughs> the one thing I am kind of concerned is um, Universal does have a lot more of those, like, virtual reality kind of rides, but a lot of the Harry Potter stuff that you're just letting, like, a machine that kind of shakes. So we could be more into, like, those types of simulations. It's not going to be full-fledged a lot of, like, actual coaster rides like Disney World. But Like a giant virtual boy ride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Inside the map. Everybody walks away with their eyes bleeding. <laughs> oh, come the on. The colors are red and black. <laughs> There's an Very alternate bone for green and light green. <laughs> You're not supposed to spread lies this time. That didn't happen. That's spoken like a true person who's never played it. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd love to try one, definitely. And, hey, maybe as a Nintendo theme park, they'll have one to try. That would be, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, there's so many possibilities that they really could do. I know in the in the chat room, uh, Harmonso, he was saying uh, a Splatoon water park is something that he wants to see. Um, so, I mean, there's really, I mean, you know, or a couple people said talk, to, you know, talk about, like, the virtual reality 3D kind of movie sort of thing. A lot of theme parks have those sorts of things. So uh, imagine like a, a Metroid kind of a 3D movie and Ridley like comes at you or something. Like that could be really neat. I mean, there's so much stuff they could do with that. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm just kind of curious as to like where they would put it, um, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And I was. it's been a while since I've actually been to Universal Studios. The last couple of times I've been to Florida, I just went to Disney. Um, and so... I was trying to think, but I, I do know that um, from what I can remember, there's there's several parts of, of Universal that have been there for a really long time, and I know that, that I think they took out a big section or, or transformed some sections of the old parts um, to put in the Harry Potter stuff, and they kind of took some old stuff out. So I'm assuming there's probably still some old stuff that isn't very relevant anymore um, that they could probably do. I think there's like a like a Looney Looney Tunes or like that sort of thing where it's like old old school like um, cartoons that most kids don't even know what they are anymore. They could probably take that entire area out or something. Um, but also, I mean, they have that huge Marvel area. And right. now with the whole Marvel Disney thing, like I know Universal still has the rights to do them, but like how long are they going to hold on to that even though they can? 
Like, or are they just going to, you know, hey, we got a better deal with Nintendo. We can, you know, advance this and, and take it further. Let's, let's just, you know, repurpose these these rides that we have. Let's turn Hulk into, a, you know, a F-Zero a coaster <laughs> instead or a Donkey Kong, you know, coaster instead. And, and you know, you know, just transform the rides that we have existing, or are they going to bring brand new ones in? I hope they bring brand new ones in. That's always cool to see new stuff. But that's what I was thinking, either like the old stuff that that isn't really relevant to younger kids anymore, or maybe the Marvel stuff. I think that would be really cool, because I still want to go there to see all the Simpsons stuff that they put in. So in general, that would be an awesome trip to be able to see the Nintendo stuff, the Simpsons stuff, revisit the Harry Potter stuff again. That would be I could easily spend a whole day there then. <laughs> what yeah. I want to see, okay. you know how, like, they have those meet and greets, like Six Flags have, like, a Looney Tunes area where kids can meet, you know, Bugs and Tweety and Disney has, you know, obviously Mickey and Minnie walking around. I want to see an area <clears throat> that's like a meet and greet with Nintendo characters, people dressed up as Mario, Donkey Kong for the kids. And then every so often you hear a bell and a sign flips, and it switches to a Super Smash Brothers arena, like the original N64 card like, <laughs> commercial, and they just start beating the crap out of the kids. Like, I want to see that That's so like, badly. <laughs> that would other, be like, great. Like the characters, but not the kids. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah, that... <laughs> that would be great, but I'm sure kids would probably get traumatized from that, too, because they're taking a picture <laughs> with Mario one minute. Next minute, he's beating up on his brother Luigi. I mean, but that would be hilarious. <laughs> Mommy, I don't like Mario anymore. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, it happen, Universal. Oh, wow. I, I do hope that they do uh, an act like this is just a dream uh, that's probably never going to come true because it's like because it's just a video game. But it'd be really cool if they could pull off like actual Mario Kart. Like you could, like throw shells and and you know banana peels and everything at each other and ride around them. Like that. You awesome. know how they'll do it? Mario Kart cars. No, well, they'll have go karts like. Well, what they'll do is you drive over item blocks and you'll see a little screen and it'll flip inside of your item and you push it. And if it's like a red shell, the person in front of you suddenly stops for a second, like it auto breaks, like they got hit. And if it's a banana peel, they'll spin or something. Like they'll do something like that, but you won't fit between like, Like, yeah, but it'd be really cool if you actually did get to throw shells. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fireballs. And and <laughs> boomerang, and, like a real live blue shell. Think about it. Oh, <laughs> this suddenly did become a. Take uh, out the blue shell. I want. I want the super horn. <laughs> <laughs> super horn, or uh, we actually get mushrooms and <laughs> mushrooms. Steve, Steve. gotta be careful what kind of mushrooms you're, you're feeding these kids. I mean, that's <laughs> a little suspicious there. Some of them Did, might slow them down. Some, yeah. Dibs on the lightning bolt. I want to see everybody shrink. <laughs> There's already enough rain in Florida anyhow. There's no Orlando, so, you know, you just harness the lightning and bring it in. Lightning bolt right. would just everybody spin out and then move at like half speed for a little bit. In the <laughs> that might be, so we should probably do a, a top 10 of, we've done a yeah. top 10 of, of the, um, our favorite Mario Kart items. We should probably yeah. make a top ten of Mario Kart items we were actually like in real life. <laughs> that would be great. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see as you know, as far as what they do with it and 
Uh, yeah, Steve kind of mentioned what I was thinking about as far as where they would put it, probably either, you know, replacing the marble, marble area um, or, you know, like maybe the kids zone or something, kind of making that like a Nintendo area, repurpose that or something. But, but yeah, it'll definitely be cool to, to go through there. And, and, you know, I am a Harry Potter fan, of course. And so having the two of them side by side, Harry Potter and Nintendo is going to be amazing. And I know that when I went to the Harry Potter theme park afterwards, when I was kind of done, I just walked back through the park. I went to the Marvel area for a bit. So it's kind of cool. You can just go to the different areas and stuff. So if they kind of make it a part of that whole um, uh, area too, then you can definitely do, you know, a mixture of things, which is pretty neat. I'm just excited to hear about the time, the time frame. Uh, it's like, it's, they let, they let so little information about this that I'm like, okay, um, tell us a little more. Tell me when I need to book my vacation. Uh, you know, that sort of thing would be nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably at least a few years down the line. I can't see them being like, oh, and by the way, we'll be opening this fall. <laughs> they have to develop okay. it and get it in there. I think they said that they had just like had some meetings and they had some ideas and stuff. I think I saw somewhere that like Universal had, uh, suggested some ideas and they were really excited about it or something like that. So I think they're still kind of in the planning phases. So it is going to be a while, but it'll, uh, it'll be worth the wait. So yeah, that is the Nintendo theme park. So uh, we will keep you updated as far as um, what happens. Uh, Herman Sohi actually said in the chat, uh, you can hear the announcer say super smash brothers and like, when all the, the characters are fighting, which actually that'd be kind of cool. If like you hear the announcer making like announcements about the parks, like they actually get the Smash Brothers guy to record the voice or something. Um, or if they had, I just thought of this, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, it's like, you know what they do at the uh, Nintendo World? They have him mm-hmm. speaking sometimes, and maybe they can put something like that in the park too. Or um, oh, I don't know. There's there's a million possibilities really. So. Um, well, yeah, and, and I know, like, um, Universal does a lot of the themed restaurants and stuff like that, too. Um, so, you know, who knows, you know, where you could eat in the Mushroom Kingdom or, or whatever else, you know, some sort of Nintendo-themed, uh, you know, restaurant that you could eat at and, and, you know, what kind of themed food and stuff, too. So, it'd be fun. Milk bar. Make it happen. Long on milk. <laughs> Something from like uh, what is it, uh, Brewsters or something like from Animal Crossing. There you go. Yeah. I've always wanted to actually try the coffee there. So. I want to yeah. try the adult lime lime milk from Majora's Mask. As long as the people serving these things are dressed up as those characters, that's a requirement. Oh, it has to be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so lots of possibilities, and I'm excited to see what they end up uh, doing with that. So that brings us now to the uh, other big topic of tonight, is, which is Splatoon. So there was a Splatoon-themed Nintendo Direct where they, they made a couple announcements, gave us some more details about the game. Um, so we'll talk about that first, and then we'll get into our details, uh, our thoughts on um, Splatoon Fire, the online demo. So um, as far as what they talked about, I'm not going to cover everything because a, a lot of it was like a, a recap of various things, but going to kind of bring up a couple of the, the the main little points that they that they discussed so uh this game has uh, a lot of different gear in it so there's your basic types of weapons so there's like the shooter the charger the roller these are your, your basic types of weapons you have different sub weapons i believe there's nine different sub weapons and these kind of use up more ink um so there's things like 
bombs that you throw. Uh, there, there's a couple different, you know, types of sub weapons. And then there's your special weapons, which once your meter fills up all the way, you can unleash, you know, a big attack or something where, you know, you can either uh, bubble up and, and protect yourself and, and your teammates, or you can shoot like a giant cannon of, of ink. Um, there's lots of different uh, possibilities there as well. Um, and there's also a variety of maps. Um, they're going to kind of be cycling through different maps that you can play um, throughout the game as well. So there's a lot of variety in this game, a lot of different, you know, customization options. What do you guys think about that customization aspect and, and the, the, the variety in the game? I think it's cool. It's, uh, it definitely brings um, a different uh, side of, of a shooter, you know, sort of thing. It's like, like most of the time, you know, you think shooter game, you think like, you know, you pretty much have, have your loadouts um, that you, you pick from and you go in and that's, that's pretty much it. Um, you unlock different stuff based on, you know, how many, you know, much achievements you get or how many, you know, what your level is um, and stuff. But there's really not too many unlockables in most shooters um, because you, you go beyond just the your different weapons, but you've got your different shirts and your hats and your shoes and all those different stuff that all mean different things. And so there's a ton of different gear that you can unlock. And I think that's cool. I think it's, it's bringing a different kind of spin. I mean, there's so many different spins on the, on the traditional shooter that they're bringing in. And I think that's, that's a really cool one, um, especially for those, those gamers that they're really collectathon type um, gamers. That it's like, there is a ton to collect and that's really cool um, for, for those people. Yeah, what about you, Craig? I do think the customization part's really cool. I'm just uh, kind of worrying how much you're going to actually have to unlock. It seems like you'll have to be plugging lots of hours into the one-player mode and everything like that just to try and get a variety of things that you actually want. Um, it could be really cool. They could really throw in some like, other stuff like they do with the Street Pet Plaza and have a mixture of like all the game pads. I mean, they could certainly make Mario's cap and even have like maybe in a Mario Blaster like Flood or something. I mean, the sky's the limit on the customization. It seems like it should be a really cool feature to play around with once I get my hands on it. What about you, Barry? Uh, I honestly I didn't expect. Uh, it was, I knew about the costumes, but I didn't expect all the different weapons, the you know, sub weapons and the special weapons. And uh, unlike Greg, I actually want a lot of things to unlock because. Online shooting is, is fun, but to me, it only holds my attention for a very short amount of time. So I enjoy playing the single player, and if there's things to unlock, it keeps me playing. So I want to sink hours upon hours, all three Amiibo, get all 20 challenges. Um, there's a lot to that game, which I really didn't anticipate, and I'm really excited to see how deep it truly is. And I hope I hope they keep following up with this extra DLC they're adding, all these new things for free, and that keeps going more than just, you know, a month after. Yeah, definitely. I, I like the idea of them expanding, you know, the life cycle of the game with by adding all this, this content, which is definitely pretty cool. Um, I want to get a caller on the line. I think we got uh, Matt on the line. Matt, you there? Guys, great to hear you again. Uh, how have yeah, you guys you? been? Good, good. How are you? Yeah. Good, good. Hey, now that we're on the topic of history, fill in the blank. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. A, 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 A,
There you go. And, uh, guys, I, I've been meaning to call up. I didn't mean to be absentee, but I'll tell you, I have to apologize. It was my daughter's bat mitzvah, and I've been predisposed with that. But I want to thank you guys because the only thing that gets me through it, the only thing that I have material for a release is the Nintendo Fuse podcast. So thank you guys. This stuff is driving me nuts. Oh, thank congratulations you, to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll tell you, I've been listening. Congratulations. I can't believe it's been 113 episodes already. I can't believe it. Right? Doesn't it feel like time just flies? Yeah, so, it's, it's crazy. We started in, I think, September 2009, I think it was. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a while ago. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah, September, October. And now I'll tell you, and i got to give you guys credit for another thing that you guys don't get enough credit for. You guys do a great job with the unbiased opinions. There's no agenda, no itinerary, no politics, which is more than I could say for a lot of other web shows on the net. So thank you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate the, uh, the, the comments. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I heard what you guys were talking about before about the uh, video game, you know, the championships. Yeah, from what I hear, word on the street, LOL, uh, they're bringing back some of the uh, some of the former champions, trying to honor the past so we can move forward. You know, that's what I hear. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, Barry, you brought up the the wizard before. You remember? Uh, yes. The the kid had uh, the one of the kids, the bad guys in that had one of those power gloves. Speaking yep, of red so accessories. Oh yeah. And wanted to ask you guys. I was watching uh, the documentary on Atari. I don't know if you guys caught that on Showtime. I Did didn't. See, I didn't even know about that. No. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching. It's pretty good. And I was saying. What are Bear, Steve, Greg, and Haas going to say about this documentary? It's very good about the rise and fall of Atari. Hmm. I need to watch that. I will have to check that out. I and, will uh, check that out, too. Yeah. To answer your guys' question about before, what would I like to see in the Nintendo uh, theme park? Um, Barry's going to agree with me on this. Zelda, Zelda, and more Zelda. <laughs> Hell Yeah. I think, hey, I got a Zelda shirt on today, too, so I think... Uh, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Barry, rope off on you, huh? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm staring up at a too. Zelda poster, too, so I'm, I'll, I'll rep Zelda uh, anything, yeah, too. I got, like, yeah, right there, see that? Boom. There we go. See, yep, Zelda all the yep. way. <laughs> Funny, I'm on a little delay here, but, yeah, beautiful. I love it. Love it. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, call up. I don't want you guys to think I haven't been listening. I've been spreading the word on the streets to my buddies. Neil, the ledge, and hopefully they call up over time anyway. But everyone, everyone I know is loving the podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, That's thank awesome. you. Thanks I so appreciate much. it, Matt, and it's always a pleasure talking to you. All right, all right. Be good, guys. God bless. All right. Take thank care. You. Toodles. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Toodles. Bye. All right. Always a pleasure hearing from from him. So. Excellent. Yeah, um, and if anybody else uh, wants to call in as well, we, we will definitely open the floor up for, for further uh, callers. And as we continue to discuss Splatoon, let us know what you think about that game, about the Nintendo theme park as well. Uh, we love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, it's definitely that, – that's what I love about the podcast. I mean, that's instead of just hearing us talk all the time, 
Um, as much as I love hearing my own voice, I mean, right now, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I love to hear what other people have to say. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why, you know, um, I do this podcast and, and I'm sure everybody else, you know, loves to be a part of Nintendo views because of the community. So that's definitely a, a big part of it. So, um, yeah, so Splatoon, uh, you know, again, lots of, lots of fun stuff going on there with all the customizations. Uh, they talked about a lot of the online play as well. So, uh, it's very interesting because uh, the way they're doing the online play is there's uh, uh, two different modes. I forget what one of them is called, but it's like you have your ranked battles and then I guess your non-ranked battles or whatever they uh, – I forget what they call that mode. But um, yeah, right the ranked now, battles uh, – turf, turf wars, like your your friend battles, your yeah, that sort of thing. That's the, the turf war stuff. And then it's like splatter zone, I think is what it's called, the ranked, hmm. the ranked stuff. Oh, gotcha. Um yeah, it's interesting how they kind of split it up because in the ranked battles, you need to be level 10 to unlock the ranked battles. So you can't play in those right away. Uh, but eventually, they'll unlock it for everyone after enough people reach level 10. So it's kind of like incentive for more people to like playing online and, and, and hopefully unlock that as well. But the way they're doing online is interesting because when you play online, um, I know at least in Turf War, um, you're, it's four versus four, but the teams are shuffled between matches. So you may be on one team with people, but then you may be facing off against those people later. And they also shuffle the stage combinations. They say that in the full version of the game, they're going to shuffle those out every four hours for online battles. So you'll have only certain stages that will be selectable, and then four hours later, different stages will be selectable. So they'll be kind of shuffling that out too. Um, what What do you think about that whole aspect of, of online play? I think it's it's cool um because it because it changes things up as well um i think it's smart of them because you you require four on four battles it, it makes sense for them to wait until a certain number of people have actually got to that level before they unlock it for for others because you know if you have a really small amount of people you're going to be waiting um so disclosure i have a review copy um I've got it from, from an early review copy from Nintendo that I've been playing this week. And right now it's only Nintendo Press that are on there. And so there's times that I have to sit there and wait and I wait and I wait because there's only, you know, probably just a couple hundred people that are that have the game right now. Um, if that, I don't even know how many there are. Uh, so so really, and even if there are a couple hundred, you know, there's probably only 50 on at the time that are playing. And the other night we were playing late um, and there's less and less. So anyhow, the point is that I think it's smart that they would wait um, until you know a certain amount of people have that level before they say, okay, now it's available, um, just to make sure that people have a good experience um, and they're not just waiting around for matches to start. And um, yeah, I think that the um, just the way that they're doing, you know, changing things up with the maps and everything. I think it's smart. It kind of you know, keeps things fresh all the time. You never know what's going to be available when you when you log in to play. I think it's fun. Um, it makes it a it makes it a fresh game every time you go online, which is which is fun because I've played some other games like you know Call of Duty and and Halo and stuff like that when you go online and almost like the same maps are just popping up over and over and over again. Um, sometimes even with Mario Kart, <laughs> it seems like people just keep pick the same car uh, track over and over and over again. And um, it'd be nice to just to have that a little more random, and you never know you know, what you're going to get. So I think that's cool. Yeah. Okay, Greg? I definitely agree with you on that, Steve. I think the 
randomness of the courses really helps out a lot because, like you said, you don't want to see the same one over and over again. But I hope it's not like a schedule because I feel like I might be playing online around like the same time of day. So I hope it's like not going to be like the same courses like every single day of the week. I hope it works out where I can play on course A, B, C one night. Then the next night around the same time, I would play like D, E, F instead. But I really hope that would be the case. I wouldn't want to and I would still be playing the same courses over and over again if that wasn't the case. Um, in terms of, like, the online play, I mean, hopefully it won't take in, for a while to hit level 10. I know with having a baby, it's, my time is very limited, so I don't know how long that would take me to reach that point. Hopefully it won't be the automatic unlock when everybody else gets in, but I don't know if Steve's able to answer that or not. But I you know. hope it's... I don't know if I can or not. Um, I will say, I, I think I, I, it's okay for me to say I'm a level five now. And, yeah, I, I got the game on Monday, Tuesday, Monday, I think. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, hopefully it shouldn't be too, too bad then. But I guess it could still take a while. It depends on how Actually, no, I'm at six. I'm a level six. Oh, so. Not as fast as the leveling the Smash Bros. Amiibos, but it's still pretty <laughs> quick. <laughs> sure, I just love my like, Amiibo fight each other. And all the guys there. Okay. Barry, are you there? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, okay. Um, but the three, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm happy about the. Uh, enough people hitting level 10 because I think that's one of the worst things is when, you know, you get a, a game and you, you want to go online and there's tons of people who are already higher level than you and they just tear you apart. And it's like, I got, I got Destiny and I decided to go into like one of the challenge maps and, and do multiplayer. And that was like level 5 and here's like level 15s and 20s I'm playing against. So naturally I'm going to my butt kick and I'm like, well, this really isn't fair, you know, like, what the hell? So I think it's a smart move, and it's a move I'm seeing more and more companies do. For example, uh, Square Enix is putting out an expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, Heavensworth, and next month, and they're not even putting the end game content in yet. They're like, no, we're waiting two weeks before we even put that in because we want you to explore and enjoy the game because we know how there's so many hardcore people who will just rush that content and try to get through it quickly. And it's not fair to those who just want to take the time to enjoy. So I think the same thing with here. You know, it's good. This way you have the time to learn the basics, play through single player, enjoy the game, not, oh, my God, i got to quickly go on and before all these people are, you know, overpowered and I, I'll get my butt kicked. Uh, it kind of gives a little bit more relaxation to it. And I'm glad about that because, like, Greg, you know, time is very valuable and, don't have a lot of it these days. So, you know, even if it takes me a little longer, at least I want to relish in the experience and know that when I go on, I'm not just going to get instantly killed. Actually, um, the game forces you to actually go online near the beginning and play. It doesn't force you to, but if you want to uh, buy things out of the shops, um, you're going to have to go online and start ranking up because you can't uh, buy things in the shops until you're level four or higher. Hmm. Well, can you can you rank up in single player, though? Nope. Oh, man. Just online. 
Yep. Yeah. But it, it's kind of different. So I, I can't talk a whole lot about that, but that, that's been talked about in other, like, Nintendo representatives have talked about that, so I feel comfortable saying that. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's something that, um, that, yeah, it kind of tells you to go online at the beginning. But it's okay because the way they're doing Turf Wars, um, they're, they're really just kind of splitting you up. And so you you really do the, – the teams are very even, and they do – they're rotating all the time. And I think that's cool. Um, and, and, you know, for people that don't like that, in August they're releasing, you know, an update that you can go online with a specific team and challenge other people. So I think I think it's cool to, to have both sides of that. Right. And, yeah, actually that's, that's the, uh, the the one, one thing I was going to ask because I, I, saw, I, I saw that there, you know, there's going to be DLC coming for the game. And they talked about the two new modes coming in August for friends playing online. Um, but I couldn't remember if specifically they were saying that you could play with your team of friends because, um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's good then. Cause I, I like having the, the random, you know, switching of the teams cause it makes it fair. But then at the same time, there are times when I do want to play with, um, a specific team and, uh, and especially, you know, like the four of us, like we could be like the Nintendo Fuse, you know, Splatoon squad. And like, you know, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to, to like go online together and stuff. So I'm excited about, uh, about that, uh, as well. So there is DLC coming for the game. Um, so. Yeah, I experienced that today, today just about how, like, I, w- I was online playing with um, with Kevin from Go Nintendo and, and Andre from Game Explain and some other guys, and, and it was cool, like, you know, Nintendo Dan was, was playing with us, and it was so cool to, like, when we were all on the same team, I was like, yeah, this is awesome, we were, like, tearing up, um, like, it was fun, and then all of a sudden, like, next round, they, they broke us up, and then we were, like, two and two, like, man, um, like, we can keep that same team, we were doing so well, but it is cool because it's always a challenge. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it'll keep it, it'll keep it fresh and, and uh, it'll be exciting to see. So uh, the last thing I want to talk about from the Splatoon Direct is the fact that if you pre-order Splatoon at GameStop, you get an exclusive, uh, um, well, I don't know if it's exclusive, but you get these Splatoon Me costumes for Smash Brothers for Wii U. It looks like it's only for the Wii U game. Um, they have not specifically said if you would be able to purchase these later or not. Um, but that's the only way they've announced so far. I, personally, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that they will release it later for purchase. And I actually did pre-purchase it as a digital, you know, download or whatever. So I'm, I'm hoping I don't lose out on my chance of getting those costumes now. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Typically, Nintendo has tended to release those kinds of things later on for purchase. Um, but uh, did, did you guys... You know, did any of you pre-order? Did you go either way, depending on this whole GameStop offer? I did. Um, it was kind of an impulse buy for me, too, because I was like, oh, man, I want those. And then after I thought, I was like, they're kind of weird looking. Um, and I don't know. I don't really use the other me costumes. And I'm, like, sure, not sure why I wanted it so bad in the beginning. But I, I have pre-ordered it. Um, I'll, I'll see if I keep it or not. Uh, I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I would assume that they're going to release them um, for, for purchase for other people. The the curious the, the thing that I'm curious about is about how this is only for Wii U. Um, so which, does that mean that we're going to see other content in the future that's not going to be um, you know out for both 3DS and Wii U, which means could they release the Ice Climbers as you know downloadable characters later on just for Wii U since 3DS can't handle it? I mean, I don't like 
just kind of seems like this is kind of opening something up as, as a possibility. And, and these, you know, skins are just, or the costumes are just going to be for, for Wii U. Steve, I don't think they were going to go that route. Sakurai seemed to want to really keep the rosters the same for the characters. So I wouldn't, I think they're only just going to be doing costumes and like stages is a unique element, I would imagine. But um, kind of like how they had announced like Mewtwo, people were thinking he wouldn't be for sale. He would only be exclusive to those who bought both games, but now he's for sale. Um, a number of those games we got for the 3DS Ambassador program, all 10 of the NES ones are available, and then I believe just about all 10 of them that for the Game Boy Advance are at least downloadable on Wii U at this point, I think, are pretty close to that right now. Um, I don't, wouldn't be concerned about them releasing it to purchase. I mean, that's extra money that's just sitting around waiting to be had. Um, I usually always get my games from GameStop in general, so I had to pre-order there to begin with. I still need to go in and check to see how this is going to work or if I'm eligible for it or whatever. So I'll have to be checking that out when I get a chance to go stop by. Yeah, I usually do my pre-orders through Amazon uh, just because I have Prime and the release date delivery. Um, but and, and I did have Splatoon pre-ordered on Amazon, which I just canceled today because on Monday I made a trip to GameStop specifically to pre-order Splatoon uh, because I have all the other costumes and I like that completionist. I like to have a perfect game, so I needed those costumes. So there I was uh, pre-ordering it just for that. Uh, as for releasing them separately, Mewtwo was originally supposed to be just for people who bought it, but then they decided you know, hey, we'll we'll release it to everybody else. Uh, Hyrule Warriors had retailer-exclusive uh, pre-order bonuses, costumes, uh, GameStop, Amazon, and Best Buy, I think. And then they also had the Ganondorf costumes when you registered the game with Club Nintendo. And all four of those costume packs you can now buy for 10% each. Since they all went, as well as Mewtwo, I'm fairly certain these will also go to the shop at some point. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of why I was like, you know what? I'll just take the jump and go with the the digital version, like I was I was thinking as well. And and uh, when I got the digital version, um, I actually pre-purchased it while they were doing the global test fires. So I was I had like a a white shirt on or some special thing they had for the global test fire thing or whatever, which is kind of pointless. But you know, I was like, yeah, what the heck? I wanted to pre-order it anyway, so I just did it there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we'll see. So I think uh, let's talk about that global test fire now. So that is the online demo that they did. And it was only for, it was like May 8th and May 9th. They had three different time slots that were each an hour long. And it was, you can download this demo on the eShop, but then you could only play it online during those times. And there's no like local thing. It's just strictly online. Um, And so... Um, I know I got to play all three hours because I, I was loving what I was doing. So I even woke up early on Saturday and I was like, you know what? I'm sleepy, but I'm going to be playing some Splatoon. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I, I actually recorded the first hour that they did. Most of uh, my time playing it, I recorded and is on NintendoFuse.com. If anybody wants to see like my first time playing the Splatoon thing as well. And I know I saw Steve post, I think, some some gameplay videos of Splatoon, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, that, uh, that was from my uh, yeah, review son. So I, I tried to yeah. live stream. Um, well, I didn't know if it sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But um, still trying to test out the live stream. 
but yeah, I played the uh, the second two sessions. I was planning on playing all three. I was just incredibly tired for whatever reason on um, on that Friday night and uh, fell asleep. And then I woke back up like at midnight. I'm like, oh crap, I missed it. Um, like this book was at the very end of it. Uh, so I, I made sure that I was awake um, in the morning and I did the afternoon session uh, on Saturday. Gotcha. Greg, did you get a chance to play it? I did. I only got to play the afternoon one, being a father kind of limits my time for the eve, like very late night and very early morning time. <laughs> I saw you guys were like posting on the Slack thing at like five or six in the morning when I was feeding the baby. So it was just kind of funny to see you guys were all hanging out and playing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Barry? I wanted to, but unfortunately, I was not able to be home uh, for two of the times, and the other time I was I was uh, busy sleeping. Uh, I just didn't get a chance. Real life just been kicking my butt, so uh, I wanted to, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad I didn't, because now you know, if I got a first impression and then I was stuck waiting two weeks to play it again, it would drive me crazy. So now at least I can get hyped with everybody else hearing everybody's experience and how much they loved it. And then when I get to have my first experience, I don't get just an hour. I get as much time as I'm able to put in for as long as I want to put in. So I'm okay with missing it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I will say, it was, it was the, my, my wife's um, experience with it, which was, was similar to that um, because the first time I played, she was still sleeping in the morning. And so the afternoon session, I was like, you know, I let her know. And I, I could plan up, you know, taking over the TV for an hour here this afternoon. And I, I kind of told her about this game and, and she, she enjoys um, shooter games a little bit, especially the ones where like in the arcades and stuff and like the old school stuff with the zappers and everything like that. She really, she kind of gets into those a little bit. Uh, but like modern shooters, you know, she gets frustrated. Um, just after, you know, just a, a few seconds, um, like like a lot of people uh, who are not just, like, really, really into it. And so I told her about it, and she's like, that's kind of, kind of interesting, um, especially because you're focusing on different stuff. And so I was like, hey, you want to try it? And so she jumped in, and, and she tried the, the paint roller first, and then, you know, she's like, oh, I really like this. And then she's like, can I try it again? Can I try it again? And, and before long, I was like, can I can I try again? Because we only have an hour to play this. So like, can I go back and forth? And she was like, "Oh, it's your time for one more." I'm like, "Oh, we just ran out of time to close down the servers." So she was really enjoying it too. And so um, likewise, I think she was she was excited to hear that I was going to get a review copy. Um, and it's, you know, she was hoping she didn't have to wait to the end of the month to to get it. And um, and so that was that was cool to see. You know, how accessible it was to to other people who don't don't really consider themselves gamers on a regular basis. And so, yeah, my wife was like, you know, she was excited to play it again. What she's not that excited about is that that we can't go online together. And I think that's that's something just in, in general impressions. Um, you know, what it, it would be cool to do online co-op together. That we can go on like Mario Kart, for instance, and then play online on the same Wii U together. Because um, she's like, hey, can't you play with me? I'm like, no, it's it's only just you right now. Um, and so that would that would have been really fun if we had that opportunity. Yeah, it's weird that they didn't include that. Yeah, uh, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could always you know update stuff later on too. Who knows? But um, 
but yeah, it's um, it was interesting. The uh, I I feel like now that I've played it, it's almost worse now. Like they're saying the weight is like it's killing me now because I you start to get into like a groove of things. Like I really started to find out like my the weapon that I like, you know, like certain strategies and stages and stuff now, and like now I have to wait a while before uh, before the full game comes out too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the. I really liked what they had in the demo. Like, it definitely gave you a good feel for things. Um, I mostly used – they had four different weapons there. There was, like, the Splattershot, the Splattershot Junior, the Roller, and the Charger, I think, were the four weapons. Um, and I mostly used the Splattershot Junior um, just because it was, like, a faster-paced uh, um, uh, shooter. And, and uh, uh, a lot of people tended to go with the roller online, which is interesting. I tried using the roller. I just wasn't good at with it, I guess. But um, And at first, it almost seemed a little overpowered. But then the more you play with it, the more you kind of get used to it. And, and, and I, and I kind of found ways to get up on top of a ledge and, and, and come up with some good strategies there, too. So it almost seemed like it, it helps to have a team that is diverse and has the different types of weapons, too. So not just everybody with rollers or something, but a team with different types of weapons, uh, which is definitely interesting. Yeah, I think that's that's the the biggest thing that I that I realized too. And when I, I had one team one time that was only rollers, I was like, oh, this is awful because like we can only do certain things. Um, but the times when we were more diversified, that really helps a lot. Um, and it, it just comes back to a little bit too. I understand, you know, now that we've played it a little bit, I kind of understand a little bit why they wouldn't have included um, voice chat, I guess, on the regular turf ward because things are changing up so much and really you don't have enough time to really come up with a big strategy anyhow. So like three minute matches, I kind of understand that. Maybe I have, hopefully maybe they'll bring it in with the with the team match stuff that they're bringing in the update in August. Perhaps that could work because you actually could work on something together. Um, but the times that yeah we were able to just kind of naturally work together, it, w- it was really cool. Um, yeah, for tip for people that. It's not a huge like pro tip like oh my gosh you're gonna blow my mind with this, um, but if you are go against a roller, um, backtrack while you're shooting, and you can take the the roller out because you're gonna be a whole lot faster than the roller, um, and you can definitely get a few shots in before he comes and tries to squish you. So there's another way to take out a roller. Hey yeah. <laughs> what about you, Greg? I really enjoyed actually using the roller a lot. Um, I did have a team where all four of us were using the roller and we won by a landslide. So I don't know if it was just the nature of the team or we were just playing people that weren't very good with the the weapons or whatever, but I felt that team was pretty strong. It just seemed like all of us just like went in different directions and covered a lot of ground. Um, And I guess we were mostly unstoppable being able to like run over the opponents pretty easily. Um, I did notice that quite a lot of players just didn't really worry about their the home base. So, like, I was tended to take care of that a lot and kind of fill in a lot of the gaps initially while they just, like, ran off. So, that's kind sure, of interesting. If you, I mean, if you, like, lose by just a couple percentage points and you did you forgot your base, that could have made it up. So, yeah, that's important to just, like, circle your base real quick and take, like, five seconds, ten seconds at the very beginning of a match. So just like running out to just like shoot people. Yeah, so I just usually started with the roller and just rolled right around the base and I tried to get in as close as I could and but yeah. Um I did use all the weapons at least once. 
I didn't do very well with the charge weapon. That one seemed very hard to even cover with ink. I would like fully charge it and launch it, and then it seemed like I would get a lot of ink down. So I don't know if I was using that one incorrectly or if that one's more supposed to be targeting the other players or not. Um, didn't quite really enjoy that one as much. The splatter shots I found were pretty normal. But, um, I guess I was really used to the, using the gamepad really to use the aim. So I think that was my major downfall was having the motion controls on. Definitely would be interested in trying it with it off. Um, I know when I initially logged in, I I turned them off, but then when I selected a different weapon, the motion controls are back on. So I didn't know what was going on with that. So did you get a chance to try it with the motion control off? Um, well, I did when I had like the roller, but <laughs> um, I didn't want to waste the time to turn it off again. I, I actually, like, I tried it both ways, and I found, I, I didn't adjust the sensitivity, so I just went with the natural, the default sensitivity, and I didn't like it, actually, with um, with the, the stick control. I actually found out that I liked the motion control better. Um, now, when I'll play, I'll, we'll end up playing around with more of the sensitivity and see if I if I can change it to more of my liking, but I, I, I was actually surprised that I liked the motion control as much as I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, it was pretty fun okay. and everything. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing the full game. Sorry about that. You can go now, Barry. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I, I unfortunately have no opinion on it because I haven't got to play it, so I don't know. You <laughs> 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 um, just made no, a grown man well, cry. Well, <laughs> we'll enjoy seeing your reactions or hearing your reactions uh, next time when when the uh, the game releases for sure. Um, hey Steve, you can come down here, bring me the game. Yeah, I <laughs> bring my entire Wii U because uh, it's a digital copy. But yeah, maybe I could do that. <laughs> the, um, yeah. So the there's a lot of uh, interesting strategies that you can really do with this game too, and I found that a lot of people online tended to forget that the objective was to fill up like the ink and a lot of people were just going after each other and fighting each other. And I was like, really guys, you're just wasting your time, you know? And so, uh, but the more I played, I think the more, more people got it. And like, we would start off and like, you could tell, like as soon as one person started to circle the base, everybody knew to split up and then we'd all go in different directions. And like, if I saw somebody going in one direction, I'd make sure to go in another. And we all kind of like cover different areas and I'd constantly check the game pad uh, and I started to use the gamepad more and more to teleport to different places. Um, and uh, just so you can see, you know, you get a good overview of what areas need to still be covered, and you can kind of jump over there and help out. And, and uh, once I kind of got that, that rhythm of, of, of doing that, it, it definitely uh, helped a lot more. And um, it, it, made it, more, it made it more interesting kind of to... to have that strategy and make sure you kind of cover the most ink. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, like, it's tough because the, the gamepad is important. So it's just like, you guys really like look quick because like, you don't want to take your eyes off the action that's happening up there, but it is really important. Like I found myself even, you know, defensively jumping, you know, super jumping to other areas when I, I saw all of a sudden, you know, three different characters coming my way. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to get me. I'll super jump to somewhere else. Or even just, you know, hopping up, 
even if I had a, a you know a teammate that was right beside me, I just hop up out of the way for a while and then come back down and get, and get a better ankle on things and be able to you know scoot out of the way. Um, but yeah, like like you said, there's there's so many people that that kind of forgot this is not your traditional shooter. You know, the point of the game is actually to cover most of the peak, um, not to just shoot your opponents as many times. So it's kind of cool. Um, you know, when you see the rankings at the end of each match, so you'd like, you know, you see all these players that, that had like, oh, I had 10 kills and no deaths, but like you have the least amount of points. So um, because you didn't really help out your team at all. So like, hopefully they kind of learn over time that they're not going to rank up. They're not going to help out their team. They're just going to, you know, making it their only goal just to shoot the other players. Right. Exactly. Um, I do want to get uh, Mike on the line. So it looks like Mike is here. So, hey, Mike, how's it going? Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. yourself? I'm uh, doing well, thanks. So uh, did you get a chance to play Splatoon uh, Global Test Fire? Uh, I did manage to get to uh, play the first hour. I did play a bit of the second, but what uh, did you think? I was busy that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hard to say. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was. It's not my. It wasn't my traditional uh, shooter per se. Like I played a lot of. Call of Duty in the past. I played a lot of Battlefield in the past, but playing it, it felt like more uh, just paint everywhere. <laughs> I, I wasn't yeah. paying attention to everybody else. <laughs> Did you have like a certain weapon of choice that you tended to use? Uh, I gravitated a lot towards the paint roller, which apparently everyone else did as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely a, a popular one online. Um, so do you do you have the game like pre-ordered or are you uh, planning to to buy it? Uh, I don't have it pre-ordered at all yet. I've been sort of hoping to get a amiibo with it as well, so I'm holding my hope out for that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we will definitely have to uh, all play online for sure. That'll be a lot of fun. That will be a lot. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Mike. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. We'll yeah, talk no to you problem. Later. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was Mike, a fellow Nintendo Fuse staff member, so shout out to him. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, this game is going to be a lot of fun to, to play online, and I'm excited about that. That is, it is, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm done with school. I'm like, I need, I have time now. I can play some games. Let's play some Splatoon. Let's do this. I'm ready. Um, so it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, any other a, thoughts? Yeah. I just have a quick question for Steve. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to answer it. Um, does it really support like off TV play? Because I fear I don't know if he'll be able to do a lot of online play if that's the case. Uh, you know what? Um, I have I have heard that it is. Um, because I because the the one on one um local multiplayer does use um, the game. It's asynchronous sort of thing. So one player is on the TV, one player uh, is on the gamepad. Um, but I, I actually haven't tried it um, on my own to just single player. So I can't say either way. Um, I would assume so, but I, I don't know. And I'm not sure if I'm able to say that or not. I guess I would be able to, but I, I honestly don't know. Um, I just assume that you could based on the, the local multiplayer, how they do that. Okay. I wonder how 
how you could use the gamepad to like jump to different locations and stuff if it's using your screen, you know? I wonder. Well, I, you know, the other thing I think about the one-on-one is kind of different than because you wouldn't really jump to your teammates and stuff. It's kind of like one person on the gamepad versus one on the TV screen. So perhaps for the regular turf war, maybe there's not a um, option for that. Or I don't know. I'm right. Curious. Yeah, uh, your your gamepad does look different when you're playing single player. Um, I won't say how different, but it does look different. Um, so yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, I hope I, I hope you the uh, pro controller just one player because I prefer an 80 hour battery versus a three and a half hour battery any day of the week. You gotta get the uh, the extended battery. It's so great. Like I get <laughs> tired before the battery dies now. Awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Splatoon is coming out soon, May 29th, and uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, Steve, do you know when can, uh, you can? Your review. Yeah, yeah I was about to actually say that too. Um, our review coverage uh, can't appear any before um, 7 a.m. Pacific time on May 27th. That's a Wednesday, May 27th. So expect uh, our official review to go live at that time um, on 7 at 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific time on May 27th. Um, I'm gonna, I should have tons of time to get you know uh, a really good. Um, review on this game so we should be able to to get it live then um in terms of uh our our coverage of the game itself we can post up to 30 minutes of video coverage of the game um with only like two to three minute uh segments at a time i guess so um we posted about like nine minutes or something like that so far um i posted a couple single player videos a couple from the Ingopolis, and uh there's an online match uh, between some of the other the journalists um that we played the other day and so um that should be if it's not live yet it should be on our, our uh, nintendo fuse youtube channel so definitely keep checking that out um so we'll have another 20 minutes or so that we'll definitely post over the next few days um we can live stream the game after May uh, 18th at 3 p.m. Pacific time on May 18th. That's our embargo uh, lift date for uh, live streams. We can stream up to an hour. So I'm going to be trying to um, get all the kinks worked out of uh, online streaming for myself um, so that I can make sure that we can get some coverage um, on that. So we can stream up to an hour. So we'll definitely keep announcing that and everything. But the official embargo for the review coverage doesn't lift until... um, yeah, May 27th. Cool. I look forward to, to seeing the review and to playing the game soon as well. So that's definitely coming up. Um, so with that, so that kind of wraps up the uh, podcast for tonight. So we have E3 plans coming up. You know, for E3 is coming next month. We know there's a theme park underway and Splatoon as well. So lots of fun stuff. So thank you to everybody in the chat and, and everybody that, that, that called in as well. Uh, we appreciate it. And we will see you again soon. So stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com to know what, you know when the next episode is, is coming up. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you guys for, for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye. See ya. Bye.